Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman splaining with me, David Yoder, and my uninformed friend, Dennis St. John. It's May 1994, and I'm here. Well, it's not now, but that's the <laughs> month of, <laughs> of Superman comics that I'm here to tell you about. I'm David Yoder, and the person I'm here to tell them about is... I'm Dennis St. John, and it might be May 94 for David Yoder, but it's December 2023 for me. It's about to be 2024, which is weird. I don't yeah. know that I can big numbers. Yeah. Big numbers. Getting up there. <laughs> Speaking of getting up there, I was at Target, and the guy checking me out, he was like, oh, you brought your own bag. That's good, Philip." And I didn't say anything because I don't know if you have this sense, but I have a sense when I'm about to be bullied and I don't respond, I stop responding. I'm like, ah. And he's like, Philip Seymour? You look like Philip Seymour Hoffman. You remind me of Philip Seymour Hoffman. And That's a weird thing to throw out there. Like, yeah, I'm just and it gets worse because call... I was like, okay. Because I don't think he was trying to insult me. It's just like that natural thing, whatever, you know. But I was like, oh, okay, well, hopefully I'll live longer than him. And he goes, oh, I think you already have. Um, so it's like, not only am wow, I Philip Seymour Hoffman, I am older yeah. than Philip Seymour Hoffman. Like, God, Jeez. I just want to buy my toilet paper and my toys for my nephew. <laughs> like, leave me alone. Uh, sounds like you need to leave a customer review for that interaction. <laughs> it was too much, man. Speaking of too much, Superman's got too much powers. He's all juiced up. <laughs> he's he's super big boy. He's fully juiced. He looks like a Bruce Jones slash Sam Keith drawing. I said that last time, didn't I? That sounds familiar. I don't think you did. That's a good observation. He's very, very veiny and muscly. Um, and we're going to... We're going to talk about it, but first we got to do some trivia because that's important thing to do. You, you just got to read a comic of your choosing, which was that pretty good, really good. I haven't read it myself yet still, but the Superman kryptonite. I did, yeah. So I guess my points are back down to the bottom. I keep, I keep your points continually adding up. So currently you're at 402 points. So you'll need to get to 450 points to read the next Superman comic of your choosing. All right, I believe I can do it. There's five points for those blind guesses that do happen sometimes. Two points if you get the answer with my confusing choices. And then the bonus question is double the value. And so your first question, what's the headline we see in Superman, the Man of Steel, number 33? Uh, it is Lex Loser saves big money at menards i don't know big money at menards okay it's a wonderful guess and i'll give you your choices now a luther 2 luther 1 clone killed karate instructor b luther love child space alien clone or c superboy luther and superman love child clone ooh <laughs> Um, I like, well, I like the third one the best, but I know that that one is wrong. Um, what was it? Like Luther, Space Alien? Um, yeah, that's one of the choices. 
That's <laughs> one of the choices. I'm going to go with that one. Okay, that's the right choice. And a little more context. It is the headline that is attributed to Lois Lane, but it's what somehow Lex hacked her computer and put it through, like, and it got printed past the editor and everything. <laughs> you know, because that's how papers work. I'm right. trying to find the... I that, like how uh, we just read a comic about how Perry White was this amazing <laughs> editor. <laughs> the subheadline is, Will Slay Earth's Women, <laughs> which Whoa. I thought was like... Luther wrote that himself, by the way. <laughs> yeah, to discredit Lois Lane. W- with a hint of truth about the clone stuff in there, right. I guess, but like, yeah. Luther's whole, like, the hint of truth is the best lie thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luther's a fan of one lie and or no wait one truth and two lies. What's what's the that's how that's two his truths version. and a lie. No, his version is two lies uh, and a truth. The, yeah, that's the Luther version. Yeah. yeah. All right. So yeah, this comic is Superman: The Man of Steel number thirty-three. It's seventeen in the reading order for nineteen ninety-four, and the title is Under Siege, starring Ooh, like uh, the Steven Seagal movie. Yeah. Uh, Luis Simonson story, John Bogdanov, penciler, Dennis Yankee Inker. Yeah, the cover is the very beefy Superman. This is such an extreme drawing. Like, yeah, his head is like draped in his hair, and like you're just seeing an eye and a nose. Even it's great. He's mostly in shadows. I like it. The start of the comic: Underworlders are fighting Cadmus still. Because they're dying and they blame Cadmus. But that's like the least interesting thing in this issue because of the Superman getting super huge. He's a beefy boy. He a big boy. They're really... You know, sometimes with these comics, they really flatten out the pelvic region. And they're really drawing the bump for big Superman. I think everything's just getting bigger, maybe, in this scenario. Which is not happens when you use enhancing drugs to get builder like Superman is looking. That's right. This is how we know it's not steroids. Yeah, this is natural. (laughs) It's just good old-fashioned sunlight. So, (laughs) um, Superman tells Lois about what's going on but he breaks her window just by tapping on it and then smashes into the building across from hers also by accident dennis if you can read number one i'm sorry about your window miss lane i tapped as gently as i could (laughs) but ever since i was re-energized in engine city my powers continue to increase at first i was glad but now I seem to be metabolizing all forms of energy. My powers are badly out of control in the last in the past day or so. I've begun to grow larger. I've become dangerous, Lois. I need you to talk to Cadmus for me. I need help in hurry. Hurry, help Superman. <laughs> yeah. And so that that's fun. <laughs> so Superman goes to get help from Cadmus with his big boy problem. And meanwhile, at Cadmus, Underworlders show up like Closter and Rambo. Uh, Rambo tells new bo- news the Newsboys. That's who they are, right? The Newsboy Legion, whatever. Yeah. 
they're they're next to die because they're clones too and then rambo falls dead from gunshot slash clone sickness <laughs> a combination of health issues yeah yeah you know you have to run a full <laughs> autopsy to know yeah. for sure it's like when Popeye got shot with bullets enough that he started to get sick from lead poisoning. Was that in he's the like, comic strip? <laughs> yeah. It's like the bullets don't hurt, but the lead does. Lead is pretty dangerous. <laughs> Lois talks to Perry about the headline that she apparently wrote, although she did not, you know. And then at Cadmus, Westfield's bright idea is to have Parasite, who's on loan from Star Labs, to drain Superman's extra powers and then funnel the energy off of Superman and Parasite. It's like they have a machine hookup and like so the excess energy goes into this machine, but I don't know why they can't just like store it. If they can drain energy, yeah, why not like just drain the energy power. from Superman yeah. and not use Parasite at all? Like <laughs> what could go wrong? Nothing well, because could possibly go wrong. Of course it goes wrong because Parasite gets power and then starts causing trouble and breaks out of his, you know, constraints. I think he kills at least one scientist guy. And Superman, even though he got drained, he's still getting big and even bigger. And so he decides to do this, like, wrestling move where he, like, (laughs) lands on top of Parasite and he causes Parasite to go through the floor. And he, like, he hits him so hard and fast that I guess the floor... the walls of the floor become like glass trapping parasite within that he can't climb up it or something you know okay yeah sounds like uh superhero science sure yeah the we i have to acknowledge though of like it's kind of great all these drawings of giant superman i basically tried to take like every single picture i could of giant superman for you for these yeah. because and the bogdanova ones especially are great that it's like it's not even a hundred percent consistent from like sequence to sequence but i don't care it's always entertaining and it looks yeah, doesn't need to be really interesting that one where he's smashing on top of parasite he is like so big in the shoulders and arms like it's crazy yeah i don't even know what there is to say about it it's just like it's a crazy drawing um what's the was he an X Factor character? Was it just strong guy? Strong Was that a guy? guy? Yeah, yeah. He's given kind of strong guy vibes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that that's what's going on. Oh, also, Lo- Lois's credit is like maxed out, and her bank accounts have all been emptied. She also gets pulled over for drunk driving and fails a breathalyzer, even though she's only had diet soda. So, why uh, why are all these bad things happening to Lois Lane? This is the most petty Luther revenge, you know. Yeah, I think he should have other things on his mind with, you know, him being sick and dying and all. Yeah, he's literally falling apart. Uh, but but doing doing an identity theft also is just a fun thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's he's he. I mean, he did the hacking already. Why not? You know, he's got the resources. Yeah. When is she gonna like go find the shed full of all the products that uh, she supposedly bought? <laughs> it's all set up to make it look like she murdered Clark. Gone Superman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Directed by David Fincher. Uh, <laughs> big words. Uh, he's a scientist at Cadmus, and one of the 
original newsboys. Big words. Uh, um, that's his name because he talks and he uses big words. Yeah. <laughs> his name's not even vocabulary. He has an actual name that's like Dr. Rodriguez or something, but everyone calls him big words. Big words. He takes Superman into space because he needs to get away from the sun that is supercharging him. Superman thinks over his situation and wonders how Lois is doing. Oh, while he's thinking that over, though, he's strapped to a spaceship out in space. <laughs> I forgot that information. That's <laughs> important. Also, that sequence reminds me of how Doomsday got like strapped to the asteroid yeah. that Cyborg Superman. You know, I was talking to my friend Brian, who's your friend also, but yes, for the po- sake of the listeners of the podcast, about we both saw the Marvels. And I was like, I really struggled to understand what was happening in that movie, you know? Like, I didn't... I just had a basic, like, comprehension problem with the superpowers and stuff. There was some serious, like, editing or, like, uh, yeah, just weird stuff going on. But the thing Brian pointed out where he's like, I agree, but isn't that pretty accurate to comics, really? Like, if you're, like, actually, like, going to admit how comic books are, are superhero comics are written... If you really looked at it, don't you not really know what's going on? Uh. I think I think it's like I'm not the only one to make this observation, and it's probably a complaint that a lot of people have with like the amount of superhero stuff out there now and everything. Is just that one of the worst things about superhero movies is that it feels like you need to do the homework of seeing all these past things to understand what's going on, which is, is making it feel more like a comic yeah. book reader experience of like what is happening why is this yeah. happening it's like they just need the editor's notes to pop up and see be like see, see uh, yeah. miss marvel series <laughs> on disney plus or see wandavision on disney plus so you know just so seeing like the super like comically large big boy superman strapped to a rocket being blasted into space to drain his powers like that's the same kind of like there was a logic jump that i cannot follow right oh and the plot <laughs> yeah. is it i mean not to, to be i don't know if people care about this but the in the end sequence with stealing up the thing is that what you're talking about of this comic or no, of... in, in the marvels what, oh your, it's like or... all the stuff of like why does sometimes the powers switch and sometimes they don't? When they say, every time we use our powers, they switch, and then it's not true. Right. How did Captain Marvel get it back into space with the other two when they switch <laughs> okay, powers? Yeah, 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 yeah. Why did the end happen at all? Like, why does... Fair. Okay, yeah. if the bracelet gives Miss Marvel her powers, the woman, t- the other woman whose name I can't remember takes both bracelets and explodes, Miss Marvel still is using her powers even though she doesn't have the bracelet... But then she wears both of the bracelets and she doesn't explode. Why does shooting your energy into somebody else create another form of energy that closes it? Why do you have to be on the other side of the thing to close yeah, it? That Why did it was... open in the first place? Yeah. What was her plan when she put on the double bracelets? <laughs> like, that part I didn't understand. She's, they were just like, those are going to make you explode. She's like, then I explode! Like, <laughs> I don't know why you did that. How can you restart a son without dying? Because, like, I mean, like... <laughs> I was confused at the end why she only had one bracelet again then, and it mm-hmm. seemed like Captain Marvel had the other bracelet, and I was like, why did they do that? Just because they're friends? But we didn't see that scene. What's going on there? The th- the, just the... I'm not going to address all of those things you just brought up, but 
the first one of your main thing of it being confusing about them switching places when they use their powers is especially confusing in the first like half of that movie. I think they do a good job in the sequence when they're training on how to right that they adjust look. to it. Yeah, right. But it was really bad that like that was clearly established in the trailer for that movie, but then like in the movie itself does not make sense. Like, yeah, when it starts. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but you know, don't hate on that movie just because it stars a bunch of women or is right. directed by no. a woman. That's. I mean, it's, these are just yeah. legitimate complaints. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Space and comics and Superman. Oh, but yeah, Superman's wondering about how Lois is doing. And speaking of Lois, she's freaking out about her situation at the Daily Planet when Franklin Stern, the owner publisher of the Daily Planet, talks to Perry that something needs to be done about this Lois Lane person. He's Uh-oh. not happy with the stories that she's writing and that, like, Luther could sue them for, was it libel or slander when it's printed? Which one is libel? I don't remember. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's say libel. It'd be funny if Luther sued them for libel when he's actually the one that wrote the headline. <laughs> that feels a like a Trump plan. thing to do. Like, yeah. yeah. But we end on Kloster meets with a weak, bald Lo- Lex Luther to get a bomb slash weapons for the war on... egg timer. Yeah, that's kind of what it looks like. Luther's looking really creepy there. Yeah, I didn't recognize that was Luther. Yeah, so Luther's supplying weapons to... Oh, this feels weird to talk about now. And, <laughs> uh, has nothing to do with real world things. <laughs> supplying weapons and finances. Anyway, to the Underworlders to fight Cadmus because he's not happy with Cadmus. Oh, and of course, if you haven't figured out, Luther is also behind all of Lois's misfortune and the things that are happening to her. So. Oh my gosh, what a surprise. Your next trivia question. What's the second Lois headline we see in Superman number 89? Uh, Lex Luthor wrote this one also, and it's like, it just says like, uh, Lex Luthor, biggest penis in the world. Why would he be upset about that headline? <laughs> no, he wrote this headline. Oh, okay. So now he's trying to put positive things out there? Okay. Yeah, he's just like, villainous Lex Luthor, who I, Lois Lane, hate, but must admit, has the biggest penis in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I've really tried to keep this in all ages podcasts. <laughs> I've been saying penis. Yes, but it's still <laughs> it's fine. That's your guess. Let's move on to the choices. A, Lex Luthor 2 is really Jimmy Hoffa. B. Lex Luthor 2 is really Elvis Presley. Or C. Lex Luthor 2 is really D.B. Cooper. Oh my god, one of these is real? I mean, in the comic, it's... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Luthor could have written a better headline than any of those. I feel offended. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the options are Jimmy Hoffa... D.B. Cooper and Elvis Presley. Uh, Elvis Presley. I'll say Elvis Presley. Oh, no. You're two for two. I mean, oh, good. You get... (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. He has a headline, fake headline, where Lois is saying that Lex 2 is really Elvis Presley. This time especially, Perry must have really dropped the ball. Yeah, to let a second headline go out there. It's like, why? Why? (laughs) 
And this is in Superman number 89. It's 18 in the reading order, 1994. Desperation. Dan Jurgen, story and art. Joseph Rubenstein, finish art. So Superman's floating in space on the cover and there's like space wreckage all around him and earth is behind him. I think Superman's looking like a super caveman or a super. Yes, he definitely is. Super Crow Magnon. Uh, <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? What's this that? Is probably around the same time period. Is when Wolverine went all Crow Magnum. Do you remember that? Oh, he went feral, yeah, when he got yeah. the bone claws back. <laughs> and he, like, he also went, like, animal style, you know? Yeah, it was like he lost his nose or something. Yeah. I think what happened, because I've. If I've seen a YouTube video about it or just from like online comics articles that like it was kind of like one artist just kind of drew him that way. And then it kept like getting like exaggerated more and more. And so that just became how he looked then. Well, I was reading Wolverine comics at the time and it was like it was such a like uh, disappointing end to the series. To, to It's basically when I stopped reading Wolverine comics because he had his yeah. bone claws and he was like. It was building up to, like, issue 100 when he was going to get his metal claws back in. And Apocalypse put him back in. But something went wrong, and his body rejected it. And then he mutated it into Bone Claw, Feral, Caveman Wolverine. Uh. And then I was just like, oh, is that what we've been building up to? Never mind. <laughs> like, I do remember the, like, the hollow foil Wolverine 100 cover. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? It made me think of the Super Caveman was Hanna-Barbera Captain Caveman. <laughs> Remember that? Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Unga bunga. You know, um, like, uh, that's what he says. All right. So, Superman's in space with big words, working on a cure inside of a space station. And big words is saying that, like, he's is he getting... big words? <laughs> yeah, he is. He's getting... Superman's getting bigger, just like big words' words. And... <laughs> He's barely able to fit through, like, the passageway, and he, like, breaks the chair when he sits down. But then Big Words puts, like, a Cerebro-looking, like, device on top of Superman's head that it's designed to take his heat vision and zap away his excess energy. So that's the new plan. Huh. Meanwhile, the Elvis headline is too much for publisher Stern, and he asks Perry to fire Lois. And then Perry White says he's known Lois since she was a little girl and that she's like a daughter to him. And I was just kind of like, is that, is that right? Is that canon? <laughs> like, or did Perry White see that this young reporter as like a little child when she came in the first time he met her? Or I think he might be parents or not parents. He might be friends with Lois Lane's parents. So maybe, huh. maybe I didn't, he has. I didn't know that. In, in the burn era of this revamped Superman. But back to Superman. He overpowers that helmet thing and destroys the space station. So that didn't work out too well. Uh, and that's why the DC Universe doesn't have an international space station. Well, this was the space station that was on the dark side of the planet. It's always kept in, like, eclipse of the sun or something. Um, ha, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's, all right. Because that, that's, that's a, where that's how satellites work. And, yeah, <laughs> that's how like rotation of the Earth and uh, <laughs> um, uh, the helmet 
also speak since I already mentioned Wolverine once this podcast oh. reminds me of the Weapon X like Barry Windsor Smith helmet. Totally, I can totally see that. Uh, yeah, it's got a bunch of tubes coming out of it, and I guess it first starts to malfunction when like one of the tubes breaks. They need to get like better technology than like coaxial cables and tubes. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's Kryptonian technology. <laughs> coaxial cables, right? <laughs> For Cyborg Superman, anyway. <laughs> Luckily, when the space station gets destroyed, Big Words is already in a space sh- spacesuit, so that that's good. And seeing super- this like caveman Superman yell, "Big words, <laughs> big words." <laughs> that's very Trump of him. I have the biggest words. The the two page spread where he breaks the helmet and his heat vision is going crazy can't stop can't shut it off like i i kind of really like that that like looks so bonkers to me there's like three sets of where or four like where the heat vision is coming out like all over his face pretty like i'm i feel like we've i or i've especially will pick on dan jurgens and stuff a lot but i think he understood the assignment for like big big superman because these drawings are pretty fun too and it doesn't feel like his typical stuff but superman's like heat vision he can't like shut it off i guess so he has to wrap like part of the wreck ship around his eyes to make like a visor thing and so but then he can't tell where big words is because he can't see so big words throws his pocket watch to get superman's attention and then he grabs onto Superman's cape and they re-enter the Earth's atmosphere and both survive somehow. That's amazing. Dennis... And obviously he <laughs> never heard that like Jim Croce song, right? You don't tug on Superman's cape. You don't spin <laughs> to the wind. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. <laughs> All right. Well, Dennis, if you can read number two to give uh, Big Word's reaction as they're re-entering the Earth's atmosphere and things. Superman, you must recalculate your trajectory or the friction of re-entry will surely prove disastrous. Your velocity is accelerated beyond reasonable requirements. You must slow your descent. Yeah, so I guess Big Word's probably got punched a lot by his friends when he was young. <laughs> <laughs> um... Not to say that there's anything wrong with talking like that, and we're talking about Superman comics. So. But yeah, somehow it works, though. And Big Words uses Superman as like a sled shield for re-entry, and Superman, or Big Words, I guess, is able to guide them right back to Metropolis, like into the Metropolis River. They land in the water, but they cause a big explosion on top of the, the river. And when they resurface, uh, they, he sees the space station coming down, so Superman lifts his homemade Cyclops visor and heat vision explodes the space station safely above Metropolis. So that, right. that's good. I went to the Kennedy Space Center recently, you know? Yeah. And I got to see, like, the space shuttle Atlantis and, like, you know, those heat shields and stuff. Did you know, like, some of those were, like, I forget now what par- portion of this, the exterior of space shuttles, but some large portion of it is, like, hand-sewn by people. Like, it's um, wow. handcrafted, like, because that's the only way to use the material and make it tight enough or whatever. Isn't that crazy? 
Yeah, I know. All all I know is like that movie Gravity like terrified me of like to think about like making like yeah repairs to the outside of a yeah yeah. It's like oh god. <laughs> uh, we do get a wrap up on the other storyline though of Perry has to fire Lois Lane. Uh, what's great? Oh, I have to show you this because I don't I didn't include it, but it kind of matches up with what we were talking about in the. The, while the firing is happening, the space station explodes in the like background and the windows behind them, and they're just Whoa. like having their normal conversation. And that's crazy. That but that looks on purpose because it's like they yeah. don't see it versus yeah. what we talked about last week. Right, but it also struck me as like maybe that's how people in trouble is just act when crazy <laughs> things happen. It's like you have to yeah. go about your lives because it just it happens too much that you can't like. Stop I'm sorry. Look I'm looking at, at this at uh, the photo. Of Superman's re-entry where he ex- there's this giant explosion outside Metropolis of yes. him landing and it looks like an atom bomb went off and you're yes. telling me a human holding onto his back in the middle of that explosion is fine yeah they're fine because <laughs> they're in the water Dennis you see if you hit he, he did mention Big Words told Superman he had to slow down because otherwise it would be <laughs> they're both fine I do like the skyline of the city where like Luther's building is just like twice as big as everything else. So yeah. maybe he's compensating for like he, that headline idea that you came up with. You know? um, so yeah, Lois is fired and, but she's sure that all of her trouble is Lex Luther's fault and she means to get to the bottom of it. And that's the end of that one. That's all she wrote. That's all she, she was is fired. allowed to write. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she doesn't work for the daily planet anymore. So, for Adventures of Superman 512, Dennis, what uh-huh. happens right before Lois's apartment explodes in front of her? Um, she said, at least I still have my apartment. <laughs> unga bunga. Unga <Yeah>. bunga. <laughs> I love Captain Caveman, use my apartment. <laughs> After Captain Caveman's use of the toaster, the last thing she hears is unga bunga. (laughs) So your choices, I almost skipped past (laughs) seven too much fun. Okay. Your choices are a, the abusive neighbor neighbor shows back up. Remember? Oh yeah. Yeah. B Jimmy shows up in his turtle boy costume or C Elroy. Lois's cat runs out of the apartment. Elroy! We got a lot of Hanna-Barbera references uh, this week. Well, some of these are ones that I've <laughs> put upon, yeah. Uh, I'll say it's... Well, I'd love for Turtle Boy to show back up, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I'll say the abusive neighbor shows back up. Ooh, I made that sound realistic enough. Uh, an too realistic? It's it's Elroy. Elroy, Jane, stop this crazy thing. <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 it's hilarious to me because it's the cat. There's the cat running out of the apartment. It's just like they don't want to. They don't want to kill her cat, I guess, because if they have her apartment <laughs> right, blown, yeah. and because pe- somewhere people are paying attention to what like pets Lois Lane keeps. Uh huh. Yeah, people that do like in-depth discussions on every single issue. Of... <laughs> Who would do that? Yeah. 
I'm sure the letter writers would have written in about it <laughs> from what I've <laughs> read from some of those. But uh, so this is the Adventures of Superman number 512. It's 19 in the reading order for 1994. The titles are Power to the Parasite or Deadly Measures. Carl Kessel, writer, Barry Kitson, penciler, and Ray McCarthy, inker. Power to the... Par- I don't like that title. <laughs> I guess it's like Power like, to the People. Yeah. Dead- and Deadly Measures sounds, again, like a Steven Seagal movie. Oh, I was thinking but like one, a, But one I haven't seen. Yeah. Or like a like Kim Basinger like a, mm. like erotic thriller movie or something. Okay. Yeah. Let's watch that movie. <laughs> uh, the the cover for this one is parasites zapping Superman's powers and Superman's back in space again. How did that happen? And he's super veiny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the so this one there's a couple. I'll show you some of the good ones I guess of big Superman, but. This artist, the guy that's kind of like Jim Lee style. Ha- halfway between Todd McFarlane and Dan Jurgens, it's kind of hard to tell the difference between when he draws normal Superman and like super beefy Superman to me. Yeah. Yeah, he's not quite blowing him up to the same proportions. Yeah. So, yeah, like I said, Elroy escapes Lois's apartment right before it explodes from her opening the door. Superman hears her and flies off to help. Big Words is worried he'll cause more damage, but Dennis, if you'll read number three. I will. No, Big Words. My x-ray vision looks through everything now. The city, you, the blindfold. While my infravision sees heat-based shapes. Using both together, Metropolis should be safe. Yeah. Sounds... Like, sound logic. (laughs) (laughs) So a fireman tells Lois, who somehow is not burnt at all, that the the gas, there was a gas leak sparked when she unlocked the door. But Lois suspects, and I would say correctly, that Luther is behind it. And then Lois spots Elroy, and here's one of the better drawings, but it had Elroy, so would have given away that. There's a nice drawing of a giant Superman for you. Uh, Yeah. That's cool, cool. his his arm is like just the same size as his entire body though. It's like yeah. very 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 big. Yeah, it seems to me like the other artists made Superman huge, but also made him like proportionally different. This artist is more like you can only really tell when he's in with other people that he's just making him like King Kong size now. But he's not that's, like that's a good that's a good way of putting like yeah like the way he. It doesn't look too off. You need the contrast of like a human-sized Lois next to him to establish like, oh yeah, he is super huge now. Yeah. I know his suit is more durable than a normal suit, so it stretches to his proportions, but his cape also grows to him, <laughs> grows to size with him. That, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. It's like what it, what are the is it what are the materials? Unstable that the... molecules. Oh, I should have known that because that's James Sturm's title of the book, right? Yeah. For the Fantastic Four suits or, yeah, stretchy stuff. Yeah, he should have a little cape. That would have been fun. Yeah. Or like if, and it, also like if the S was like a lot smaller on his chest, like. Yeah. Yeah, and that would also make him look so much bigger. Right? Yeah, that would that would help. 
so yeah, Elroy cuddles up to Superman in the alleyway, and Superman tells Lois goodbye forever because he's thinking his powers means, you know, this is just the end for him. Meanwhile, Cadmus guys are transporting Parasite back to Star Labs and are stuck in traffic. Oh no. And <laughs> Exciting plot lines. <laughs> Underworlders are in the sewers underneath them and they see the van and they're like, hey, let's attack that Cadmus van. And then they are like, hey, let's free this guy that's trapped in this Cadmus van because he's obviously an innocent guy. But that guy's Parasite and Parasite gets free and kills all these Underworlders. These poor Underworlders, man. I feel like they die every time they show up. They're they're definitely dying a lot. And Parasite is now able to sense Superman's power because it's just so much power. And Superman was hoping on that very fact. Because once they meet up, he grabs Parasite and he flies him to the moon, Alice. And <laughs> uh, <laughs> Fly me to the moon. Yes. Uh, so his plan is to let Parasite just like suck all his zap all his (laughs) (laughs) this is an all ages podcast Yoder zap all his extra power because that's what a parasite does Um, he's like it's fine I can only be gay on the moon (laughs) this is what arrangement I have with Lois (laughs) meanwhile Lex Luthor is he's only got Dr. Kelly his former lover slash physician, who he also had to claim to be as the mother to Lex Luthor too, I think. And then Happerson, who's that's the guy that got burnt by Bizarro, and he's still wearing bandages and things. And he needs them to help him, but Lex decides that he should aim a gun at Happerson because because he's convinced that Happerson's the traitor who like gave Lois all the inside info on him. And he, like, pulls the trigger, but it's, like, a, like, is it Russian roulette if you shoot at the other person? <laughs> like, but uh, he, he's made to be believe that Packard is the informant. And that's the other mustachioed guy that... Uh, right, Le- of the Lex guys we employed. can't tell apart, right? Yeah. Except for one is badly burned now, which... Yeah. And, and apparently that's sticking. <laughs> he still is. So yeah, Superman and Parasite fight on the moon. That's fun. And Superman gives Parasite full heat vision. He, he lets him have it. And he ends up super juicing Parasite. At one point he thinks he kills him, but then Parasite like rematerializes or, or something. Oh. Uh, Does Parasite have limits? I would say like... It seems like he should... <laughs> I think that's been, like, stories, like, in other medium, if not the comics, where, like, a way to stop him is to give him too much power. Then yeah. it's, like, you know, he taps out, like, because it's just, like, it's more than he can handle. But it doesn't seem to be the case in this comic. And so they're fighting, and Superman tries to keep Parasite at bay by hitting him with a pole. And they find a, a secret pole on moon. the moon? What? He's got a pole on the moon? Well, they find a secret, like, moon base that is, uh, uh it, I guess it belonged to, like, the villain in the last issue of Superboy's comic or something. No. The Are scavenger? Sure it's not the, uh, the Inhumans, where they live? You mean the Underworlders are living on the moon now? No, I oh, no, the... oh, wait, yeah, the Inhumans went to the moon, that's right, yeah. yeah. 
No, but even weirder than this layer on the moon, they just happen to land on a teleporter that sends them back to Metropolis in the sewers. <laughs> and then Paris... That's just like um, what you can expect in a superhero world, right? There's a random yeah. teleporter on the dark side of the moon, yeah. It's also great because it's just like, he was in space, goes to Earth, goes back into space, goes back to Earth. Like, How just... many times can my body handle going to space and back in one day? Yeah. And... Parasite punches Superman and he goes in flying in the sky and he comes crashing down and he appears dead, but at least he's normal size now, which is more apparent in the next comic than it is in this one. Uh. But we don't know where Parasite went to. He's just kind of MIA. And we're ready for, wow, we're on to the last of the four Superman comics. Action Comics 699. Where does Lex Luthor retreat to in this comic book? Um, he retreats to his fake homeland of Australia. That's a good guess. Let me give you some choices. Some the choices. Choices. Yeah, choices. <laughs> a, his yacht. B, an underground safe house. Or C, space. <laughs> Not space, because we've been to space too much recently. Too much space? <laughs> too much space. Um, I will say his yacht. That sounds like a loser thing to do. Wow, you're doing good at guessing this time around. You got three out of four. All right. You got that one. So, yeah, this is Superman in Action Comics. Or co- co- Comics? No, I can't even. I'm trying to do. I don't know. Anyway, number 699, 20 in the reading order for 1994. The battle for Metropolis. This means war. That's like something Bugs Bunny would say. Or of course you realize. <laughs> Eye of the Hurricane. Starring Denzel Washington. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. Or wait, it was just Hurricane, the, wasn't it? The, oh, the Hurricane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Roger Stern, writer. Norman Felchel. Felchley, I, I have no idea. Guest penciler. <laughs> And James Pascoe, guest inker. The cover's by Jackson Geist, though, and Superman's getting shot by somebody as things explode behind him. And uh, I will say this, the Battle for Metropolis thing is going to continue for a little while. Just to prepare you for that. All right. So, we start with Lex 2 is on the news talking about Cadmus waging war on him. He's using his built beauty filters to appear normal to the... (laughs) news watchers and he's blaming cadmus for the davenport clone attack on his building that happened last month and also uh supergirl's destruction of his residences which we'll cover in supergirl number four uh. here. the mayor is on tv2 also on lex's side while perry white is the odd man out and he's not happy that team luther is taking control of downtown metropolis well, people are being asked to evacuate. So Superman's not big anymore. So like, there's some. So that problem is done. Fun. We're we're done with like his super energized. Problem. Yeah, it was it was fun. I I could have done for a couple months of big boy Superman. Honestly, yeah. I think it's interesting though. Of like, I don't feel like they solved the main problem of him absorbing too much energy. They just like gave him a temporary solution, right? It's a total re- why like why even make this problem like it's just a hand wave like resolution. It's like oh yeah, parasite can solve it. And then like yeah okay. But we'll won't get... he continue to absorb too much and 
become big boy Superman again, you know? Well, uh, well, <laughs> so we'll address it in the, all right, I'm jumping ahead. We, Superman, gave, we, we got, gave you a new pill. You just have to take. Okay. Yeah. It's, um, not an oral pill though. Superman. <laughs> Superman comes to, to and he's not, <laughs> he's not dead. He's normal size with normal powers. I heard that Dennis. And he <laughs> goes to look for parasite. But he can't find Parasite because there's all those underground sewers and lead pipes everywhere. He's just gone. That's what that one image is. Oh, I see. I, I, this, like, I don't want to bash on every artist, but, like, this looks like a fill-in artist that was, like, asked to do this in a hurry. Maybe this one in some ways. When I'm but it looking. does look like when Superman shrunk down, his cape stayed a giant size. Oh yeah, there is some of that going on. <laughs> Shouldn't his like his underpants be extra baggy and stuff? Too? <laughs> you know, it's. I mean, this is we. So then the top in the panel, yeah, of his cape that's on the top. It's a normal cape. It's not torn. Yeah. And then it like gets torn between panels. And it looks yeah, like that, the spawn that one cape. insert like, panel. He looks like a spawn cape there. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. I like I like how those those pipes look in his X-ray vision, where it's just like, should pipes be like running at all like ninety degree <laughs> angles like that, like that? Yeah, it looks like uh, certain levels of like Pipe World from <laughs> Super Mario like Three, Super Mario thing. Yeah. Uh, if there's so much lead in the pipes of Metropolis, should the citizens of Metropolis be drinking the water? Are they well, having a flint level problem that we don't These are about? the old lead pipes. Hopefully the pipes that are actually used for drinking water have been replaced and updated. But I don't I don't know. In the nineties maybe they just were not as aware of this problem. Why is Metropolis' uh, drinking water so sweet? <laughs> so Superman goes to get checked out by um, Emil Hammy Hamilton, who says Superman has a clean bill of health and that he sh- should focus instead on the metropolis underworld issue that's going on so yeah it's really like it's just done he's healthy now he's good <laughs> okay you got clean bill of health all right yeah. okay yeah. and superman also learns that lois lost her job so he flies to go see lois at her mom's and i don't know how he just automatically knew that's where she was but that's because he's like there's no way she's staying at my apartment <laughs> well i think Right now, he might still be living with Jimmy Olsen as a roommate. I don't know if I that, that No, no. I. You know what's weird? I oh, remember this. you do remember. He moved back into his old apartment because Superboy was living there, and he moved to Hawaii. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I hate that you didn't know that, but I did. <laughs> I knew it eventually. <laughs> I just had forgotten it. No, I, I mean... Uh, it doesn't even matter that you know it. It's just I hate that I knew it. I hate that that information stuck <laughs> that in my it's head. Stuck in, yeah. <laughs> That's gonna be the real reason we stopped doing this podcast is because you're like I'm retaining too much '90s Superman yeah. information. Um, <laughs> Did you know that Superboy lived in Clark Kent's old apartment? Dennis, I asked you what you wanted for lunch. <laughs> uh, so. Anyway, uh, Lois and Clark, they finally get to talk about what's going on. And she says her evidence and notes for the actual story on Lex got blown up in the apartment. And they they finally start to put two and two together, though, about Luther. 
Dennis, if you could read number four, do you, we can read it together, actually. Do you want to be Lois or Clark? Uh, I'll be Lois. Before we start, though, I just want to say about this. There's this Lois Lane drawing on this panel, on this okay, page. Okay, yeah. <laughs> the artist did such a terrible job of drawing Lois's face. Obviously, it was like, I don't care about this face at all. But I am going to focus <laughs> so hard on her torso. I am just going to, like, I know she's wearing a sweater that is... a baggy at certain points but it's so tight during other points um i think this sweater could be best described as being what if it was like a white t-shirt that had gotten doused with water is basically <laughs> what's going on here yeah that was i'm glad you called that out but the like, lack of effort to like you can tell what an artist is interested in and his lack of interest in human faces uh, like <laughs> i don't understand why you would be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not great. Like, just draw pe normal people looking normal no in clothes. This is not how this... this that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, I am Clark. <laughs> is Luther wearing makeup? He looks as healthy as ever. But the other day, when I confronted him over that bizarro creature, he looked terrible. Maybe he's using a double. The last time I saw him, he was totally bald. And he looked shrunken it was as if he aged 50 years overnight mm. mysterious what could be going on that's not clark that's me <laughs> <laughs> uh so yeah finally figuring things out we're gonna move past this lex 2 clone thing at some point so we do get i had teased jimmy olsen earlier but we do finally get Jimmy Olsen, he calls to check in on his hot mom, who he suggests <laughs> leave town, even though she's outside the area that's being asked to evacuate. And Jimmy's, I love this drawing. I had to share it. Uh, Jimmy's riding sidecar in Bibbo's new super motorcycle with Ron Troop riding shotgun and Bibbo driving. This That is a great drawing. Um, he's, uh, Bibbo's helmet says like Superman pal on it, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a bunch of Superman stickers. It's a blue motorcycle. It looks like the toy that would come with a Superman action figure. I don't know. You probably can't tell because it's so small, but the little label on the front of his motorcycle, it says Charlie Davidson. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Olsen's camera is definitely going to get destroyed because it is flapping in the wind. Uh. Also, it looks like... Oh, okay. I guess it is a cell phone. I, at first, I thought there was like... Maybe Bibbo had a motorcycle phone, like how people used to have car phones <laughs> yeah. that were like actually like in the car. But yeah, so that's that's really fun. That's maybe like the most fun thing since we don't get giant Superman in here. So Superman go goes to Lex Tower and he finds angry Supergirl assaulting sick, bald Luther. He convinces her to stop and Dr. Kelly convinces Superman to go after Supergirl and forget Lex. And... <laughs> So this is kind of a... It, <laughs> um, Superman's very you know, easily distracted from his missions. It's like, yeah, there's a lot going on. Whatever, you know, like not reading, not knowing what's going on with uh, Supergirl. Like the last time we saw her, she looked normal, right? Or maybe yeah. she didn't. I don't know. But now she's like got metal gauntlets and spikes on her arms. And like she has a she's, costume that doesn't make sense. She's been hit with a 90s Rob Liefeld ray. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> She's become extreme studio <laughs> Supergirl. 
Uh, yeah, and we'll get into uh, what's going on with Supergirl a little bit more in Supergirl number four. But Lex gets loaded in an iron lung, essentially, because he's doing that poorly health-wise. Oh. He's loaded into a helicopter and then goes onto his yacht. Uh, I didn't think they uh, still put people in iron lungs. Well, it's a, it's like a encased tomb-looking thing that they said will help him breathe. Like so, that's what I'm basically. Yeah, yeah, sounds like an iron lung. Yeah. Perry White relocates to above the Daily Planet printing press, and he's suspicious that all the computers there are LexCorp. Uh. Um, so maybe he's starting to put two and two together about those headlines that should not have been printed and so the whole cadmus and underworld thing that's still have i have a feeling this might be i don't know if that's the whole battle for metropolis thing but guardian and cadmus guys run into some underworlders in the sewer and then they burst through the pavement right in between scu and team luther people having a dispute and then superman who I guess didn't track down Supergirl shows up and tries to stop the fighting there. But Lex has remote controls of one of the guns that he gave to the underworlders. And so he starts shooting Superman. And so the fighting continues and it's war, baby. Please. We don't mean to keep shooting you. I can't believe Cluster is still alive after all this time. Just how many other Morlocks keep dying. But this maniac who like, Half of his claws are on backwards, like. <laughs> yeah, the I, I feel like they should have had a good reference for Closter at this point from all the other drawings of him, but he's looking a little off model here. He kind of just looks like the thing from the Fantastic Four that got like bones like shoved into his yeah. face or something. But you know, some of the, it's like, some of the spikes are going like pointy end into his head and some are pointy end out mm-hmm. i found has it always been that case it looks really i odd. don't think so yeah it's <laughs> it's like he has stalagmites and stalactites yeah. <laughs> for bones coming out of his face i do have one more the bonus trivia question for you All right. it's not going to be about what's on the back cover because on the back cover is nba jam and i accidentally spoiled the other half of the comics is more of the weird science tv show so instead, like Anima, we get an ad for another Bloodlines debut character getting their own ongoing series in these comics. Which one is it? Uh, it's Hitman. Ooh, Hitman is one of the choices. Let me give you the other two choices. And I guess that's pretty obvious, right? <laughs> got it. All right. Got it. So A, Jam from Legion of Superheroes annual number four. J-A-M-M. You remember Jam at all? Nope, I don't. Nope. He was uh, the really terrible... I know he's not Jelly. Well, yeah. Because he doesn't shake like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the really terrible, like, beach surfer guy that kept hitting on, like, every single woman in the Legion of Superheroes. But then oh, he did, like, one yeah. thing that was good, and so he was redeemed or whatever. Uh, or B... Gunfire from Deathstroke, the Terminator annual number two. Uh, I'll say Gunfire. Oh, no, you're right again. I mean, oh, yes. <laughs> do, do you remember what Gunfire's powers are? Does he fire guns? He does. He was 
He was like a scientist guy working for his father's company that produced weapons. And then he got the power to turn anything that he touched like into a gun-like Ugh. weapon. Ugh, I hate that power. Yeah. So he basically has the power of being like a three-year-old playing with anything. Yeah, be like, no, I my gun is yeah. a million you're, times more. You know, you're like, we don't let little Jimmy play with guns. Well, he just made that stick into a gun. Uh, <laughs> the tagline is the world's deadliest weapon, himself. Okay, which doesn't do anything for me, but uh, <laughs> let me give you your points total here. So you got. Three times two is six, plus four is ten. So, 412 points. All right. Coming up. Okay, so I'm going to fairly quickly recap the... We got Steel, Superboy, and Supergirl number four. I don't think I'm going to keep doing this for all of these. Part of it is maybe because of the images that I sent to you from Steel number four before... (laughs) Uh, uh-huh. yeah there's this colonel villain uses a very racist term with the kids using the tar s tar rhymes yes. with car rabies um the thing is about that term to me is like it's not even a commonly used one like you have to be a connoisseur of racism to use it right like um, yeah it's kind of a deep pull yeah yeah, yeah. like yeah, it's like you had to go out of your way to make me uncomfortable here. <laughs> so not great. So they have a, a funeral for that spiral kid. He was he died in the last issue of Steel. He had a spiral haircut shaved in his head, so he was called Spiral. And a guy hopped up on Estar attacks Irons without his steel uniform at the funeral in the church. An iron beats him with a church pew and then they knock over the casket, <laughs> which that's kind of fun. Yeah. Also, Irons is just super strong anyway, yeah, which we've just, already established. He's tearing pews out of the ground <laughs> and just whacking people with it. So it turns out, like, his steel suit does not give him super strength. He just has it, right? Well, I think in a previous issue of the Superman, what at one of them, he broke, like, one of the the Toastmaster guns just, like, over his bare knee, like, <laughs> not in the, the steel suit. Also going on is that there's a kid named Tyke that gets shot that's friends with irons nephew and then the nephew who was kind of involved with the one gang throws a molotov cocktail in the gang's headquarters of the gang that sh- shot tyke there's also an attractive blonde lady detective that is friends with lois i think former roommates maybe from college or something that irons gives his disc of Ameritech ameritech info to and then the comic ends with irons niece getting hit by a car Whoa, okay. I didn't expect that. (laughs) One interesting thing, this comic is inked by John Lowe, who was the head of the sequential art department when I was at SCAD. Oh, huh. He might still be at SCAD, but yeah. So I was just like, oh, that's interesting. I know he inked a lot of, like, Betty and Veronica comics and stuff. Oh, nice. But it was weird to see, like, a name that I recognized, like that someone that I knew. Yeah. Okay, on to Superboy number four. I found this one actually kind of fun and interesting because it's mostly Superboy and crew watching the pilot VHS for Superboy, the animated series, which that story is all drawn by a different artist. And it's drawn in like a Bruce Timm-esque nice. style. 
Yeah. It's re- it's really fun. And the cartoon version of Rex Leach, Superboy's manager, is like in shape and a millionaire, and he's basically the hero of the <laughs> of the the story. But he still has his receding hairline so that that way he's like identifiable as that guy. Oh, and Dubalex is Rex's butler. And Rex's daughter, Roxy, is just like a pile of goo in the animated <laughs> thing. But in the comic series, not the animated series, Superboy is sick. And he passes out in front of the fridge. And that's where that Uh-oh. story ends. Maybe he's got clone problems. You know, they keep alluding to it, but they're not saying that that's what's going on or not for sure. I There was something, and I have no idea to track down when... So it seems like the clones that are sick and dying is because they're clones and also because of the flooding that happened when that explosion happened underground and they all that water flooded everyone. Like Lex 2 was down there and the Underworlders were down there. I don't oh. remember if Superboy or Dubalix. So dead. there's something bad in the water that messed with clones? Maybe it's all the lead from the lead pipes. Yeah. <laughs> But on to Supergirl number four. This is the climax to this story and also the last issue of the miniseries. Supergirl's on her revenge mission after finding out about all the Supergirl clones from the last time. And she's destroying all of Lex's personal properties, like his residencies. But she's letting the employees escape first. So she's not killing anybody. She's just like destroying all these houses. Her spikes are way bigger in this than they were in the Superman comic. Yeah, they're they're pretty spiky metal bands I, you know and she's just that's how she's deciding to make herself look because she's a shapeshifter that's her powers oh yeah um, so the next property lex sets a trap and he sets it to explode and turns supergirl into her proto matter like purple version of herself and then he sends team luther in to go and shoot her up and then she plays like possum to get out of that and reforms into the spiky metal version of Supergirl. Uh, but those drawings of her like being all gooeyfied and stuff and like being shot at are kind of like intense looking. <laughs> like yeah, that, yeah. that one is like horrifying to me. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, like not that like Oh no, it is approved by the comic scope authority. Okay. Not that that means anything in, like, the 90s. Like, it's just, like, it's still a remnant of things. Yeah. Anyway, she finally tracks down Luther. And, but she sees it's this, like, sick old guy that she's like, what's going on? This is another lie or trap that, like, Luther's created. And she, like, tries to throw him out of the building. And Superman shows up and saves Luther, which is where that crosses over with the, uh, the Superman. I see. On to ads, Dennis. Get some ads. <laughs> All right, our favorite uh, part. Um, we get a full drawn image of the Batman Spawn War Devil thing by Claus Jansen. Nice. I think there's something about a satanic cult and like a baby sacrifice in that story, mm. if I remember correctly. Are they playing D and D? Are they listening to heavy metal music? <laughs> that's that's how those things usually happen. <laughs> And just as a sign of, oh, this is a very blurry picture, but a sign of the times, there's an ad in like one of those like buy these back issues of the Batsriel and Punisher crossover that must have already happened, I uh, guess. It's just like 
and it's maybe a sign of things to come with crossovers and whatnot. And then we get another ad for Milestone. Milestone Comics just listing all their titles, and it's made to look like graffiti on a wall. I'm not so sure about the tagline that... I guess... I, I don't know if this was their tagline. More than just the color? It's kind of... Huh. Yeah. Interesting, because I think most of the creators, if not all of them, were, like, African-American. Yeah. And, like... But, okay. And <laughs> then the next uh, new comic ad is an ad for The Ray, where it's a new ongoing series. But they decide to hire an actor and have him cosplay as the Ray and Photoshop some power onto his hand. That's and a honestly, confusing. this looks to me like an ad for like superhero show on the CW. Yeah. Like Yeah, this looks a lot like a CW show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. And then we get an ad that just says April 1994. And it's an image of Doomsday holding a torn Superman cape. So, I wonder huh. what that means. Do you know what this means? <laughs> um, it means I'm stuck in a terrible time loop where I thought we already did Death of Superman, but it's uh, apparently we didn't. Um. This is like, in my opinion, like, I guess, sort of like Dan Jurgen's magnum opus of not letting things go of like, this is where... We get Doomsday, Superman, Superman, Doomsday, Hunter, Prey. It's like a four-issue prestige thing, so slightly bigger than normal comics. And where you get Doomsday's backstory, this is where that came from. And uh-huh. uh, it's just uh, the next showdown between Superman and Doomsday. The thing that's shocking to me is that it's like, what, two years after like, yeah, Doomsday <laughs> killed Superman? It just feels so soon. And then also that... Dan Jurgens is still writing and drawing a monthly book while he's then also working on this pet project thing. It's just That's crazy. crazy, yeah. And another yeah. sign of something coming up soon is the annuals for 1994, the Elseworlds anthology, where it's a, a universe of infinite possi- impossibilities where familiar uh, faces are no longer familiar. Infinite impossibilities. They should have chosen one of those to be... You know, a finite impossibilities. Or... Mm-hmm. The real surreal deal? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, just looking at that thing we just moved away from, the, like, yeah. doomsday thing, seeing that makes me tired. Like, tired of comics, <laughs> it's, tired it's of superheroes. Of, like, it's a little painful. <laughs> yeah. Like, we'll just never move on. Superhero comics no. are just always going to be repeating. I don't know when I read them. I don't know why I watch superhero movies. I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, I'm not reading current Batman comics, but I just had a pop-up of, like, comic book news story thing pop up on my phone. Speaking of things, like, never going away and being recycled, Azrael in his, like, 90s Batman Superman, or 90s Batman costume is, is like, back in current Batman comics. Like, it's made a reappearance. Oh, my God. Ugh. It's so tiring. Right? Um. Yeah. I'm not reading Batman comics either, obviously, but like, uh, no. funny, like my friend Brian, he like a couple months ago or something, he's like, I'm going to try to get back into Batman comics. And he was <laughs> like, these are pretty good. And then a week later he was like, "Never mind." Remember when I said I was back into Batman comics? I'm not anymore. I'm tired of it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, he gave it a shot. It can be tiring. These superhero comics, um, this elsewhere 
Elseworlds ad for the annuals, it honestly looks like a Christmas ornament to me. The Elseworlds <laughs> logo of a star thing and then a red circle with all the superheroes around it. It's just like that looks like a Christmas ornament in my mind. And not just because yeah. it's December, I think. And then the last thing that was in, I think, almost every issue this month is a tribute in text to Jack Kirby because he passed away. Oh, wow. Um, in, on February 6th, 1994. So they mentioned some of the things that he's worked on. Um, he was only 76 years old. So it's, yeah, it's, it's sad. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's a, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's just an interesting, like you can forget. I, wouldn't have been able to tell you what year jack kirby passed but like you know that it uh gets reflected in this moment in comics that when you're reading the comics you would know but like it popping up now is like surprising right well like when uh i think it was when we were covering like death of superman stuff and then like right around or right before that happened that like it was like when joe schuster like passed away i think right in the or was it Jerry Siegel? One of them, in '92. But yeah, and and speaking of current day comics, it's there's a tribute in uh, the latest issue of Superman that I have that has a tribute two page to Keith Giffen. It has a really nice full page drawn thing by um, oh shoot, what's his name? Kevin McGuire, where it's like an homage to the Justice League cover where they're all looking up. Right. the viewer yeah. but it's keith given in front and then like a bunch of the characters in dc universe that he worked on like ambush bug lobo and various things a lot of them that he created too um and then it has like a whole page of like just quotes from other comic creators about just what a great guy keith hmm. given was and stuff so yeah so that's that's what we're going to end with yeah it's uh, a somber note but don't worry next time we'll have more superman comics for you Dennis, where are you talking about current day Batman comics and other things? <laughs> uh, nowhere. I don't talk about those things. Okay. Uh, well, but what... I'm online at DennisComics.com, and Dennis Comics is my Twitter or my Blue Sky and my Instagram. That's Dennis uh, with one N, Comics with an X at the end. And my Patreon, where I'm doing dinosaur comics, is uh, Dennis St. John. Check those things out and come back here next time. Be a Lex winner, chicken dinner. <laughs>